0: This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. okay so this is a bonus episode on the podcast don't worry you'll still get your so rare specific podcast later in the week but on this episode i spoke to neve Orkney, who is a nft creator and just knows a lot about the nft world we talked about the future possibilities of nfts avatar projects the importance of real life utility the hype and potential saturation the creation of nfts it was just a big nft chat for 45 minutes or so so i hope you enjoy it So Nave, tell me a little bit about yourself and tell everyone listening. So today we're going to talk about all things NFTs, uh, not just specifically so rare like this podcast usually focuses on. Do you want to give people just a short background on yourself and maybe how you get into it and how you know what you know about NFTs?
1: Of course, John. Yeah, thanks so much. Um so my name is Neve Ockley from Dublin, Ireland, and I've recently began the NFT journey about three months ago, and since then, um, it's actually hard to believe it's only been three months, um, I feel more in real life, it feels about 10 years, to be honest. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Within the first month, um, I was interviewed by a journalist for the Irish Independent and the Evening Herald about my collections and why I'm so heavily involved in the NFT space. And it's just insane how it's not known right now in Ireland. So, Mm. you know, these type of interviews that you're doing, they're really so important because that's how I even learned about NFTs. I did like three months solid of research beforehand. But Yeah. yeah, basically... A bit about myself, I am a traditional artist, I'm a painter, um, so I paint acrylic on canvas and I only started that, to be honest with you, at the start of COVID and not a lot of people know that. Um, I think people think I've been doing this years and my whole life, <laughs> I'm not a full-time artist, I, I definitely um, aspire to be in the next year with NFTs, with thanks to NFTs, but and um, yeah, the reason why I even started painting was just because I, to be honest, I was going crazy without the traveling behind me. I yeah, usually yeah. travel like five times a year, so I really needed to start a new hobby. I tried everything else. I tried piano, <laughs> didn't work out. So I, I. Definitely... there's one
0: behind me. Look, I literally got a keyboard here. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it hasn't been, it's got dust all over it. It hasn't been touched in about three months. I know one song and I know 34 seconds of it and then it gets hard okay. and I gave up
1: what's that one song
0: it's actually a really weird song it's called big my secret by michael nyman i think it's like a real classical one yeah everyone go and check I that out
1: a hundred percent i did an Ed Sheeran <laughs> song and it took me a whole entire i think it took me a year to do the one song
0: <laughs> yeah it's actually it's tough like it's tough but um yeah so you, you get into the painting a lot more through covid that's brilliant a lot yeah. of people have discovered a lot of things through covid like i think like so rare included sports cards for me there's there's lots of things like
1: yeah, no, like I, I left my job at the start of COVID. I kind of really understood more about myself thanks to COVID. So it's not always, you know, all doom and, <laughs> you
0: yeah, know, it's yeah. not always
1: such a negative. It's it's important to try and make positives out of the negatives as well. And I really, I really felt like this has given me the opportunity. If there wasn't the pandemic, I definitely wouldn't have started NFTs. I wouldn't have known about it with the extra time just being able to research online and been looking at kind of the likes of what USA are doing. Um, that's really just helped me understand now kind of more about myself as well.
0: Yeah. No, it's brilliant. Um, well, COVID isn't exactly brilliant, but there are there are definitely silver linings to be taken. So to let people know, I've probably mentioned this in the intro already, but what we're going to kind of roughly talk about today is uh, the future and possibilities of NFTs. I like guess is a very interesting topic and it's one that I think it's the thing I go to whenever I talk to my friends, whenever I talk to people um, and they don't have a clue what NFTs are and they see me posting on my Instagram and they see whatever else. And, you know, my closest friends might understand the kind of level of money we're talking here that I have invested and other people have. And the first thing I go to to try and get them to maybe get the aha moment that I've had is the the possibilities in the future. Because if you talk about some of the limited uses, I mean, I I think it's very hard for people to understand the utility or the usage of collectability, um, the store value of CryptoPunks or other avatar projects, which we're going to get into. But people can very quickly understand, I think, real life utility and future possibilities of NFT. So that's the thing I always go to. So we'll talk about that if you're interested. I'd love to talk about that with you. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the hype at the minute. Um, maybe some of the pitfalls of that and some of the, the good things about that, if there are any. Um, and something else I want to sort of badger you about because I don't have a notion is what's involved in the creation of an NFT and DAO, D-A-O what on <laughs> earth does that mean? Um, and if we have time, might talk about saturation as well. We note here that I wanted to mention that to you. So that's kind of what people can expect. Um, did we agree before we started recording this where the logical first step is? i don't know if we did i'm the I host like creation. i'm supposed to do this creation sounds crazy. like right yeah
1: nice anything <laughs>
0: so yeah like what we'll do then yeah and we'll not dwell on this too long because i doubt many people who listen to this podcast are going to be creating nfts but in a nutshell if i want to go and make an nft of a painting of mine what's the process and i mean like in a nutshell like yeah. <laughs> i'm sure it's intense enough maybe it's what not was-
1: so many different variations, but I'll tell you the simplest way, especially for listeners that aren't <laughs> so much interested in NFTs but are curious to know what it is and should I get involved in it or should I be invested in it? Um. So okay, so if you're a painter, for instance, if you're any sort of a traditional artist, you can just take a photograph of it with your mobile phone. It doesn't have to be high quality at all, but it's recommended to be high quality. So mm. what you can do is when it's transferred, when you I've shared it, you know, um, to your, to your laptop, to your computer, you can touch it up with Photoshop if you want, you don't have to, that's what I do, but you, you definitely don't have to do that. Um, you can go to any marketplace. There's a ton of different marketplaces and that's where I kind of got stung myself. I did a lot of research. Oh, what, what one should I use? Really? It doesn't matter if you can be on maybe more than like two happy days. It's probably better. So you get more eyes that way. Like as a, from even a collector's point of view, they don't use one marketplace. They're, they'll use several, so it really doesn't matter. So, say for instance, you're going to use OpenSea. I know Gary Vee uses OpenSea himself. I use OpenSea myself. You, the actual process of putting it up onto the blockchain is called minting a token. Mm. So, the blockchain that's the most uh, popular would be Ethereum. If you hear of other blockchains like, um, like Tezos is another one. They're all completely different blockchains. So mm. different marketplaces do use different market uh, do use different blockchains. But Ethereum is the most well known. So you do need to have a bit of ETH in your wallet, um, and that would mean that you have to have a digital wallet. Um, I'm, I'm That's sure like
0: MetaMask you- and stuff, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard of like a, um, a hardware wallet as well, have you?
0: Mm, yeah.
1: So the hardware wallet is the most safest option. But I mean, you can you can still break your, your hardware wallet. It's basically just an external hard drive. So there is a high risk involved in no mm. matter what you do in this space. And I think that's why it hasn't catched on so fast in Ireland. I think we're very conscious um, as a society, we're very laid back, but we're still, very we're kind of slow to adapt, I must admit. And with technology, we're really slow. Um, even I'm based in Dublin, like Dublin is like the Silicon Valley, really, of the world. <laughs> but we're still so slow to adapt to new technologies. There's startups popping up all over the world. But when it comes to getting away from the banks and cutting out the middleman, we're very, you know, we're very conscious.
0: Ireland's always really slow to uptake things. And I'm sure like we've a lot of international listeners here, people from all over Europe and and further afield, but like people are like everywhere, but not everywhere. What am I trying to say here? I feel like you said you traveled a good bit before COVID. Like when I was in Australia uh, a few years ago, it's like anything that happens there, you know, it's going to hit here six months, a year later. It's same with America, same wherever else. Ireland just feels like we're so far behind in trends in all sorts of things. But, um, in terms of that creation, it's funny because you're mentioning the marketplaces there, and even me, like, who has? I'm not going to drop money here. It's not a flex, but I mean, I'm significantly invested in NFTs. I don't own an NFT. I do. I own one actually because I was given it. Uh, that isn't a so rare card. But the thing with that is so rares cards. Their marketplace is on so rare because you keep them within the platform because the utility and the value comes from the game that's associated with that platform. Whereas with the more collectible side of things, artwork, etc these you aren't going to host these within a platform do you know mm-hmm. you're going to keep them in your wallet outside so it's kind of a different thing altogether it's i would be surprised if i don't know i'd be surprised if more than a quarter of the listeners of this podcast who are all into so rare nfts i'd be surprised if more than a quarter of them have a wallet outside so rare do you know what i mean it's a very i think a lot of people in so rare are very blinkered to nfts in the wider space it's like oh i'm playing so rare because they love fantasy because they, because they love football. But, mm-hmm. um, there's something I was going to say there. You see like Axie and stuff like that?
1: No, what's that?
0: Axie Infinity.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Do you know much about them? I know it's a huge, it's like the biggest I've NFT project, isn't it? It's the one that grosses the most.
1: I've heard of it, but at the moment, like there's, uh, there's thousands of projects and there's hundreds yeah, yeah. of every single day. Um yeah. But yeah.
0: But I'm wondering, I'm wondering with like Axie Infinity, I don't know, because it's another kind of game centric Mm -hmm. NFT. I wonder like, I actually just haven't looked at it. I'm wondering, are there, are other game centric NFTs like there's Zen run and all these other ones. It's like a horse breeding and racing one and all this. I wonder if all their NFTs are hosted on the platform or an external wallet. It's probably the platform, but I digress. Um, So yeah, basically in in a nutshell, NFTs are not that hard to create it's science
1: no i think if you have already invested in say even bitcoin before if you've invested in yeah. any sort of crypto before then i think you should 100 look into what is an nft how can i invest in someone's nft someone's artwork um 100 like i had I was already investing in crypto before this, so it was a little bit more straightforward. But for anyone maybe that's listening that has never, it can be quite daunting experience, like I must admit, mm-hmm. because there's just so many different options. Um, but I would definitely like recommend to invest in something, anything, before going straight in because you will make mistakes and mistakes are costly um, in this in this world. And if you if you make a silly mistake and you know, there's a lot of bad people in this world. So you just have to really like, if you're controlling your finances, you really have to, um, be cautious of everyone. Um, and I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, but you, like, you're the only person that is controlling your wallet that knows your password essentially. So Mm. yeah, you do have to you know, really, really um, consider everything that you do. Don't just go for it 100%. But I would definitely recommend people to look into it and um, to, you know, they can download any sort of crypto app they can download. um Even crypto.com is like the number one, even if they download that and try and, you know, have a play around with it and see more than likely they'll make a profit no matter what they choose. <laughs> they just have to keep, keep it there hold it there for a long time um That's... but yeah it, it, it's it's actually so easy to <laughs> like, to to just pick any really and then decide
0: it's mad at the minute like because that kind of leads me home when you're saying there, like it's easy to make a profit at the minute and it's the thing i find with nfts at the minute is and i'm sure a lot of us are is it's just it's this big hype engine and it reminds me, I don't know how familiar familiar you are with this, you might n- have ever even heard of it and I wouldn't blame you, but listeners of this show might have an idea because they're into soccer collectibles, but back, I think it was the early 90s, there was what's called the junk, junk wax era in sports cards, so basically what happened was the Mickey Mantle cards, all these really big, famous, and um, like baseball players and whatever else i'm butchering this from like the 60s, 70s and maybe before these cards as i'm sure you've heard like charizard pokemon cards etc is the more recent version are worth fortunes whenever the the big companies tops panini whoever else realized how much money these were going for they basically just cashed in and they started printing way more like 10x 100x whatever x the number of things that they previously had minted essentially so they were basically printing 10 times as many cards selling them all the company was taking the money but what that meant was that the supply way outweighed the demand therefore the prices crashed and the whole market crashed and sports collectibles were in the shit in the 90s for a while and there's been a lot of kind of similarities drawn between that and nfts at the minute because what's happening now is there's 50 new nft projects project today 100 new projects a day been launched and what it means is just if you go into open c going to wherever else Every decade's trying to sell a painting. Every decade's trying to sell uh, anything. And there's just this assumption by the masses, not necessarily the masses, but like the echo chamber that can be Twitter, that can be Instagram, that they're all worth something. But really, a Gary V is a big sort of um, champion of this. And I, I agree with him. I'm quoting him here like, it's the kind of 97% that these are going to feel. Now, for me what makes them succeed there's a few different factors and when we we'll get into that the future possibilities and the things that are cool about nfts that can bring real life utility real life experiences but aside from that i do agree that there is definitely something to be said for collectibles and just pure collectibles and artwork but the thing there for me is even in real life the reason like being an artist i know so many brilliant artists i, I grew up with a few cracking artists who've went into art of their artwork home, at my home but they don't even make a living out of art and I think at the minute, maybe in the NFT space, there will be a lot of people who are making money at the minute, who it is just isn't a long-term thing. Like, is it a consideration? I, I, I'll i be honest with you, Neve. Like, I'm shit. I have a shit eye for art. You could be the best artist in the world, the worst artist in the world. I look at your art and be like, I either like it or don't. But it doesn't yeah. mean you're Picasso. It doesn't mean anything, really. Do you see, when you, you, you mentioned earlier on going full-time in art within the next year or so, do you see a long-term sort of, career as such in making nft art or is it do you think there is a sort of wave at the minute and a big peak and there will be a trough and there will be a crash what are your what's your sort of stance on the saturation and the hype of the market that was a long spiel it really no. was i'm sorry it's pretty deep as well i'm throwing that one at you like
1: <laughs> no no well art is subjective and to be honest i don't believe the hype has even begun yet and i hear Whoa, a lot that's, of that's a big
0: one that's a big yes. one
1: Yes, I really believe in NFTs. I really do. I believe the hype definitely hasn't happened in Ireland yet, that's for sure.
0: No.
1: Um, like It Not will probably take 10 years, I would say, for it to catch on, like realistically, <laughs> 10 years. Um, But I am really trying my best to make it well-known in Ireland. I I think I was like the first female like traditional nft artists in ireland i'm still trying to find to make sure those stats are correct but as of now as of what i know i think i am so
0: just claim it until someone comes and corrects you, you know <laughs> yeah, I mean? like, exactly, it's better yeah. to ask for forgiveness than, than permission isn't it yeah it sounds but, like i'm the worst person in the world but that is a saying i'm not a scumbag i, I promise
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no the hype hasn't begun really. Um, I believe that there's going to be so much more to NFTs than just art. Like, do you know how NFTs even first began?
0: All right, let me think about this. I don't, um, no, 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 So
1: NFTs never started to like to be for artists. They weren't developed for like painters or digital artists at all. NFTs were created to sell domains online. So like if you've heard of parking, you buy a website and, you know, someone can come along and take your domain because you have a cool name and that's their business name. Basically, it was created for that, as far as I know. Um, But that was about 15 years ago. And, you know, there might have been a bit of a hype at the time in maybe one city and then it kind of died off and then it started progressing. Um, Already we're seeing, like, apartments being sold through NFTs, uh, like cars being sold, like NASA um, had a... a satellite in space like sold through NFTs, it's not going to be just art. It's going to be so much more than that. And at the moment with the housing crisis in Ireland, I really hope this is the way to fix that. Um, Like in my heart, I do believe it's going, like, there's going to be, like, so many new jobs created from this already is, like, NFT auctioneers, like, I can mm. so see that happening, those marketing agencies popping up all over the place right now, because, say, for instance, if you're a full-time artist, you might be rubbish at social media, you might not have an mm. online social media presence at all, like, especially with the likes of, like, the elderly generation, like, say, if you have your mom, dad, granddad, like anyone that's an amazing artist and you know they're so capable of selling, but they're just not because maybe they're not putting themselves out there. That's what the marketing agencies are for, to actually you know, realize like, like for you and for me, we love marketing. It's easy for us to just like publish online. That technical ability isn't there for everyone. And Mm. you know, it's not just for elderly generations. It can be for anyone. Just not everyone is, um, as maybe outspoken as you or I as well. And it can be quite difficult and it's so time consuming. So I fully understand like that. It's, going to be so much more than just art and we've only really touched on it now um like when i first started even nfts i never thought i would start collecting i didn't join the space for that i joined it to sell and only to sell within i think two weeks i started collecting it became like an obsession Mm. and it became an investment as well it wasn't just a hobby um like i want small artists to be able to sell just as much as celebrities and i think with the nft space that can actually happen whereas in the real Mm. traditional world there's no way that will happen it will only be like the the ones out there that have good connections or maybe those that are even lucky if you want to say Mm. that get their work put into galleries whereas this way everyone is accepted and I just really really believe that that should be the way it's you know the most ethical way
0: Mm. in terms of like the kind of future of NFTs and possibilities like there's a lot of things you kind of touched on there that I'd never even contemplated Um, but just to kind of talk about that briefly because I think there's a few exciting things here and they're things I mention occasionally on podcasts but The thing, sometimes I forget, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I forget what I've said and what I've heard, you know, but just to kind of, because we're on this conversation topic, people might have heard me mention these things, Um, but just a few things I want to throw out there that really excite me and what make me think this is going to be a mainstay of society going forward is... Uh, so, like So Rare, for example, the whole thing with So Rare is the utility in the game. You buy these players, their real life performances, you get points for that. You win more NFTs, you win more, you win Ethereum. That's kind of it in a nutshell. But the CEO has been very, very, very bullish and very, very clear that the long term goal is that you win a So Rare tournament. You get a Zoom call with Lionel Messi for 15 minutes. You win a tournament. You get a season ticket to Liverpool. You bring your so rare NFT of a Liverpool player to a game. You get a free pint at the bar. Do you know, these real life football mm-hmm. experiences. Do you know, you win this special tournament this week. You win tickets to the World Cup final. Real life experiences through that NFT. That excites me. The real life and the utility. Art collectibles do excite me. I only understand the sport collectible space, and I don't really feel comfortable buying a lot of that stuff. The only reason I buy art is if I gen- if I have a connection with the person, mm-hmm. if there's a reason I particularly like the art, if it hits home. But just again, a few more things on that. The reason I really like this in terms of mainstream, in terms of sort of the wider the world and NFTs. Tickets to things, being NFTs going forward. Do you know, imagine you could, historically, you could go back and buy a ticket to the first ever Elvis Presley concert. Do you know, that's what we're looking at with these artists that are popping up today. And I'm talking about musical artists, the ability to do that. I think the idea of a MetaMask wallet or whatever wallet um, that you can sort of show to your friends at parties or someone you meet in 10 years, what you'll be doing is you'll be whipping out your phones and banking them off each other and be like, oh my God, you shared a flight to Manchester 20 years ago <laughs> when you just went over.
1: Master, like it, just print it off yeah. and come up onto the wall. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you're, that's old school. <laughs>
0: you're not, yeah, exactly. So like that sort of stuff, making connections, networking, I think it'll be huge for that. And it makes sense for the companies to do it. It makes sense for Ticketmaster to issue an NFT because they can put in a smart contract that they get 10% of the sales of the trades of that ticket forever. And 99% of those tickets will be duds. They'll be for people going to see, I don't know, who's a shit artist? This is, I'm going to be throwing digs here. Who's like, okay, this is a really, this Robert is bad this is an Irish one. <laughs> Williams was my first ever concert in Phoenix Park
1: oh whoops <laughs> i'll stand
0: over that no in fairness i was dragged along by my parents but um i think my first one might have been steps you know tragedy th- those guys i love them <laughs> yeah late 90s um uh, but the i don't know let's pick someone like the coronas
1: okay i
0: don't know you okay do you know i have this thing with are so
1: much hate for these decisions <laughs> yeah
0: thankfully i don't know how many irish sisters we have but the thing with the coronas is right my girlfriend and our mates, they're always, they're going to see the Cronas and like, do you want to take it? And it's like, Ugh. and I'm, do you know what it is? They probably make some great music, but I don't know what it is. It's me just being closed minded and not supporting Irish. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, the fucking Cronas, they play everywhere. They literally have a gig every weekend. I don't know if they're from Cork or something, but like they're literally playing all the time. This is completely unrelatable to 99% of the audience because no one knows who the Cronas are, but there's another dig fired at them. I hope the Cronas don't listen. Well, fuck <laughs> them, <Eve>. Um <laughs> Anyway, what was I saying? 99% of these tickets will be worthless, but the 1% that are worth something mm-hmm. will be worth, could potentially be worth a lot going forward. And then those 10% add up. And the last thing I'm going to throw at you is, I love the idea of like, there's like a chip, a chipper in like a chip shop to the the, the English out there. That in Cork, that's like a cult thing. It's almost like everyone in Cork loves it, right? It's called KC's. I don't mm-hmm. know if of any Cork listeners, but I view like them, imagine they had an NFT range where the Golden King Creole, that's their like main thing that everyone travels and queues in the rain for. Funny side story, Neve, we do digress in this podcast. This place got flooded a couple of years ago and within one night, mm. Cork, a uh, good just give me or just giving or fund me page had raised 40 grand or something to make them open two weeks quicker.
1: Well,
0: like, I didn't the, know that. It's fuck it. You know, you wouldn't like if you're not from Cork, people here don't shut up about the place. I'm a <laughs> blow-in, like, but I'm rambling. What am I saying? Imagine your chip shop, whatever had this NFT that you could buy and you get a free whatever dish every week or every unlimited for life. <laughs> Every city has its rich people. Every city has its celebrity. Every city has its person who made it, who's a millionaire. And those people will buy that thing as a status symbol or will buy that to actually utilize it. And that will change hands. And it makes sense for places like McDonald's to have the fucking platinum Big Mac that gives you unlimited Big Macs. And Jay-Z buys it just so he has it in his wallet. And he's never actually going to go and get a free Big Mac. Do you know what I mean? So I think like that sort of stuff with real life utility redeemables in the real world is huge. I've Mm -hmm. went into, like, again, another spiel, you're the guest name, but, like, that's all my thoughts on, like, not all of them, but a good few of my future thoughts and possibilities and why I think this can go mainstream. It's because it makes sense for so many multinational big companies to adopt NFTs and utilize them. It just makes sense. So I can't see NFTs as a concept not being a mainstay of society in 5, 10 years. I just can't see it.
1: Wow. Okay. So if you've heard of the new film Space Jam... They have done NFT collectibles and I think they sold out within like 30 seconds on the website. So that was available on Nifty and they were giving them away for free. You could get an uncommon or you could get a rare, you know, and resell it on for thousands or whatever it will go for. They were giving them away and that's a good marketing tactic for their new movie. But I've also heard that their new movie isn't good so did they know that they did they know that the film wasn't good and that this was a way to market because you do need to market you need to market in any way no matter if it's good or bad but you do need to push for marketing if you if it if it doesn't if it gets bad reviews basically so if they've spent already millions on the film this in my opinion was a way for them to make sure that they'd make their money back and they'd make their money back no matter what way. Mm. But I've heard that the, I haven't seen it myself. But I've heard that the film is like really bad. Even reviews from children saying it wasn't good. So that <laughs> even
0: that's kids not. saying it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Like <laughs> like look, Susan Seven from Bloody Leitrim leaves a review like Lebron just wasn't funny. It was Lebron James in it, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So James that's bad James. for him, his career as well, if it wasn't any good. Now. you would make more money if he gets NFT royalties. He's going to 100% make more money through the NFT royalties, through passive income for the rest of his life, rather than that one movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like, it's just obviously a big lump sum, but this is going to be passive income for the rest of his life and passive income is the main reason why i even started nfts as well i just thought it was an amazing opportunity why wouldn't you want to earn secondary sales off your own work in the real life you can't do that you know if you have if you sell it at an auction and the next person resells it on at another auction and they get millions for it you get absolutely nothing <laughs> so yeah. with this way you're entitled to whatever amount that you want. It's capped at fifteen percent, so most people would have it at like five percent, ten percent. But yeah, it's 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 really the only fair way to track and um, to track anything. Like I really hope to see even with the future of NFTs in terms of your family tree to be able to track that back through this way as well, um, because it's, it's it's if it's trackable. You, you can track absolutely anything then. Why, why wouldn't you expand it out to more than just artwork or... You, How would you, you track
0: know? a family tree within an NFT? Is that like, a, like, are you talking like three generations time being able to look back and see what, like will my great, great, great grandkids be able to see what I owned back in the day or how would you by, use it to track yeah by tree?
1: one by one you're leaving a legacy behind and um, like it will always remain on the blockchain so that's one thing and then two you could have like i don't think it exists right now so if anyone is an entrepreneur out there wants to steal my idea i give you full permission <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but We might have to sign for it first but yeah <laughs> give me royalties first <laughs> no. <That's a> <laughs> yeah um, no as in well that would be one way, obviously, because your name is always going to be there in your artwork, but actually like a platform for um that you would mint your family name and you go back as far as that you can remember and then say when you have kids, do you have kids? I don't. You don't? So when you have kids that they will basically pass on the same so it's like nearly passing on like your wedding ring or that sort of thing you could pass Mm. on your wallet to your kids and i think that's really important that someone else does know your password i know i shouldn't say it but (laughs) when you die where does that that money is just like in limbo and it's a lot of waste of money um especially if you're getting passive income after you die so you have to think Mm. of these things as well and like there could be like imagine if you had kids and they knew that there was literally billions going through <laughs> your wallet, how annoying would that be? Oh, so, God, yeah. yeah you hear the horror
0: stories of like the Bitcoin wallets, don't you?
1: Oh, every day, every day there's scams and everything, and it's usually it's usually a link going to Google Drive. I find is how they clear out your wallet. So it's just really important to go in and like be aware of how many different ways it is that they can scam like it's not our duty to be like tech tech experts not everyone is but unfortunately like tech technology is always going to be ahead of law as well so you just do have to be that step up Mm. you know you have to be careful
0: absolutely like even now as i say i only really own so rare nfts i own one that i was given and i actually kind of like it i'm going to talk about that on the normal podcast at some stage but i'm looking at buying my first Non so NFTs on OpenSea at the minute. Am I right in saying, and this is people probably know this, and this is probably something I should ask you all fair, but here we go. Do I just need the MetaMask wallet and it has an address and I can send Ethereum to my MetaMask wallet using that address? And then I use that MetaMask to buy through OpenSea and then that NFT goes into my MetaMask wallet. Is that how it works? Yeah.
1: Even there's sure. an app that you can download on your phone, and it will straight away like show you the NFTs that's in your wallet. Um, the only is it thing the
0: Metamask app we- or is it a different one?
1: Metamask, yeah. And I'd also oh, no recommend you to download Zerion, Z E or I O N. So if anyone was to send you maybe a gift of Ethereum, you're going to get a notification straight away. Metamask, you don't. So you just have find it out kind of yourself so right, if you okay. want to be on top of like notifications that sort of thing because people do be very generous in this space i've been gifted a, a good few nfts i wouldn't resell them on because they were a gift
0: do <laughs> yeah, no,
1: you want to how <laughs> yes, so many people do that like if i gifted someone and i have i have gifted free nfts as well before myself but i would be very annoyed now if they sell if they sold for a lot <laughs> do
0: you know like a real world version of this right i think when i was younger i'm not dropping any names um i don't actually really even know who it was to be honest with you um but one of my uncles cousins auntie someone i don't know my mom and dad bought a new car and their old car i don't know might have been worth a grand or two like you know back in the day whatever i don't know today's equivalent a three or four grand car like a decent enough car And my mom and dad are by no means millionaires you know like they're not rich enough to be giving away cars but just because it was you know one of their best friends or or brothers i can't i don't know who it was they were struggling they just had a baby trying to get a car they were like look you take that car work away you know they, because obviously over a pint or whatever he's like, oh, struggling I have to get a car for the child and do this and that whatever else gave him the car they sold the fucking car and bought a better car <laughs> isn't that mad oh, you can't do that no, <laughs> you can't do that but uh, I thought that was very funny so yeah that's kind of the equivalent do you always think it would be funny Neve? and I don't know I'm not going to do this now but down the line whenever this podcast hits like 50 episodes 100 episodes in a couple of years I could, I could issue podcast NFTs where people get like, I don't know, privileges to ask questions to guests or like, I don't know. But then it's, is that just a way of monetizing your podcast? I don't know if i will be arsed for that. No, but You'll, see, the,
1: it's an you'll see podcasts
0: doing that. Like you will see that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, for everything. Absolutely. Like I've seen for um, ticketed events, even Gary Vee is doing it to have like a. 10 minute or is it 20 minute conversation with him online and then to actually go to like the physical events that he's holding. so like, it's definitely going to perform and be successful for any celebrity or well-known. They don't have to be an artist by any means, but anyone that's well-known that has a social social media following, they can do anything. So it's mm. the likes of a uh, small artists that really have to push for the ideas that you have to do a lot of research and make sure that it's going to do well um but in the space anything can happen that's what i love mm. about it mm.
0: yeah just look at is it board a yacht club or something on these things and just go nuclear um it's yeah, right. the
1: the avatar projects is really i never thought i would want to be involved or i never would be interested to even collect one of them even though crypto punks for instance was like worth the most out of like nearly any nft project before um but right now i see the possibilities of it i understand like why there is that addiction there why you would want to collect more than one like there is a collectible aspect in everything like every single person collects something whether they they realize Mm -hmm. or not whether it be money whether it be um Fridge magnets when you go on holidays. I know I do that. Um, everyone <laughs> has that. It's 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 an addiction. Like everyone has an addiction, whether they like it or not, they do, and they just don't realize it. But
0: hoarding is like an inherent part of being a human. Like you, I, you look at granny's houses. You go to your granny's house. She's a cabinet full of spoons. Like what is that about? <laughs> Dude, this is just yeah. the twenty first century version of that.
1: One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But it's probably yeah. Like it, to me, it's the more sane version. I think a lot of people might disagree, but to yeah. me, it's the no sane version of
0: that, yeah. yeah it's more like, instead of putting spoons in a cabinet, I buy JPEGs for thousands <laughs> yeah. and stick them in a crypto wallet. Yeah, I don't know who's sane here, to be honest with you. But, I think you're um, sane, I think you're sane. <laughs> but I, I, I agree with you, strangely enough. So quickly on the avatar projects, like for me, my understanding very quickly, and we we'll talk about it briefly, I want to throw die at you, and unless you need to go, we'll try and wrap this up, um, I, I'll I I plan to be gone by now because of work, but.
1: We don't have to talk about DAOs. i not fucking leaving. That might, I think DAOs <laughs> might just confuse everyone. I think we should okay. just talk about Avatar. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> it
0: would confuse me, right? DAOs is for another day because literally yeah. my opening name is going to be DAO, what the fuck is that? Um, oh, well, we can do it
1: then. <laughs> that, that could be cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, we'll do that in a minute. Right. Avatar projects. So, like, my kind of brief understanding of this is like CryptoPunks and whatever else. Um, and they are all just like pictures of bananas with sunglasses on and different things. And a lot of them are, they're just saturating the market. In my opinion, there's just too many of them and they all can't have significance, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Maybe people like it because it looks good. Maybe people are a big cat lover, so they want one of these cats. Maybe people are, they love their pints. So there'll be an NFT that comes out and it's a pint of Guinness with smoking a, a doob. Like who knows? Um, But what I'm getting at here is like, I understand the significance of the punks because they were the first of it all. And I understand the reason why it's almost like that app on the phone. Do you remember the app that used to cost like 25 grand and it was just a diamond you could spit on the screen that dickheads with too much money would buy to kind of be at a party? Like who the fuck does this? And be like, Mm. here, look how much money I have. Mm. So like people who have a punk as an avatar, albeit, A lot of these could be passionate people who aren't just money oriented, who want to flex the amount of money they have. I'm not saying that's what everyone with a punk is by any means. But like, it is a bit of a status thing. It is also a bit of a, to be fair, it's a bit of a common interest and a networking thing. I get that. But what am I getting at here? I see a day where Twitter, Instagram, wherever else, verify your NFT and you'll have your your profile picture might have a little red tick beside it that means, yeah, he actually owns this. She actually owns this. Do you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I understand the draw of avatar projects, but like, do you agree or disagree? Like when I kind of say saturation, because I just see new projects coming out every day and it'll be a pig with a, a necklace on and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Some of them are cool. Don't get me wrong. I love art. Some of them are great artwork, but it's almost like whenever there's too many things thrown at you, I'm just like, fuck off. There's a lot of them.
1: I'm like that with pixel art. I absolutely despise pixel art. I just don't see that. But art is subjective and I'll always admit that. Like, it doesn't mean that that's not going to be the most like revenue wise, like the most successful out there could well be, but it's just not for me. So like with most of these avatar projects, Um, What was I going to say?
0: Don't worry, I've literally thrown you under the bus here with a million things.
1: Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say now.
0: Um, Was it avatar projects? Something to do with saturation?
1: Yes. Okay, so... Unfortunately, it is going to get more saturated, like 100%. Yeah. And I'll blame Gary V for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is the Elon Musk right now. Like I have turned off my notifications for Elon Musk after Dogecoin and now my notifications are on for Gary Vee and he's definitely helping a lot of um, early adopters in this space. And I think that's why they're so successful. It's just like a status right now as to being an early adopter of the NFT space like you can buy an NFT off a small artist or you can buy it off one of these well-known projects and you mightn't know who the artist is behind these there's a lot of anonymous artists in general no matter if it's yeah from a traditional artist or through these avatar projects so basically I think it's going to be much more successful. I recently started um, a project myself and it's due to launch mid-September and it's called the Lazy Slots, okay? So at the moment, when we were researching, there was no slot projects out there and who doesn't love a slot, you know?
0: They're cute. They are cute. They are cute. I'll give you that, (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we wanted to do an animal and I know they're probably saturated enough at the moment but we wanted something that we could do like our own base design. We're not like making sure there's no copyright issues whatsoever. A lot of these projects do have copyright issues. They mightn't get like maybe like they mightn't have any issues with it right now, but in a couple of years it could hit them hard, especially Mm -hmm. if it's really successful. So you do have to be really careful because it can easily be really successful. Um, I've seen a, a ton of these projects sell out in under 10 minutes. Um, They don't have a high social media following, you know, they could have 200 followers, but still sell out because most people could like they're going to buy more than one. They're going to buy maybe 20, 30 each in hope that they will be able to resell it on even in a couple of days time for like 10 times the amount of revenue. So what these avatar projects do, they create their own website. So it's not available straight away on the marketplace. They have their own smart contract. So you do really need a, an amazing developer. I'm not a developer. I'm like a front end designer, UX designer. So mm. I would help to build like the visuals of a, a website, not, not, not the backend. Um, but they need to be able to connect their wallet the same way that you can with any other marketplace. And then once that project is sold out, then they mint that contract on OpenSea. That's how all of these projects work. They all work straight through the website that are successful. They all start through their own website. They all have created their own one. It's a brand in a way. They've created their own company before it even touches Mm -hmm. the likes of OpenSea or anywhere else. And that's why it's so successful. But it's just really interesting to see um, because, yeah, like you could you can live off this one project for the rest of your life. And it's for me, it's a team project. There's 12 of us involved. So it's lovely to be Mm. involved. And, you know, two months ago, I didn't know any of these people. And they were building possibly, you know, something that could be worth like uh, like seven. I think. Is it about seven, seven hundred eight in total? if it's successful Jeez. so that's a lot
0: <laughs> yeah that is a lot like yeah avatar projects they're mad uh, but i do get the draw and I've, I've been thinking recently there's a there's a i'm not gonna pump them yet because i haven't bought one yet but there's an nft project i'm looking at buying one of to just have as my twitter avatar that's how Shallow little man, I am, but it's funny because like, there's
1: no going back, it's down. game set
0: match Then, <laughs> yes. like, uh, you are the nearly thing- a doctor of <laughs> NFTs,
1: and I haven't done it yet. I nearly did. Um, I, I really don't want to just yet. I feel like yeah. I i always said I'd never do that, but yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll I, see. I
0: technically bought my first NFT about a year ago on So Rare, you know? Wow. But like I haven't bought like an avatar one, but. <laughs> It's funny, like, because I think, like, if I I could start an avatar pro, I could not an avatar project. I could start some NFT project, right? It, obviously, I would need help from people because I don't have a fucking clue. But what if I went to like all my listeners and was like, right, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a bunch of these for free, but we're going to pump it to the moon on Twitter and hope you can sell them. And I'll take fifteen percent of commissions, and we'll all be laughing. Does that happen? Is there any sort of like, is there any sort of shilling and like pumping their own products and people trying to create FOMO in spaces that it shouldn't be? I'd say it, it, it's it's. Mm-hmm. I suppose because we're very bullish on NFTs and we've been very positive, but I mean, I suppose a disclaimer on this podcast is we both are and people need to just be careful what they're getting into. Like they're just going to OpenSea and start spamming, buying things. Like
1: No, they need to read the roadmaps and they're usually available on their Discord channel. You need to really, I personally wouldn't buy from anyone unless I know who the artist is. I don't really like anonymous artists. I think it's cool that they have that aspect there that people buy their their work but it's just not for me because it's not Mm. in no way secure or there's no safety behind it so there's that and then yeah um I think think that's all
0: <laughs> yeah well look based on time as well we will yeah, skip yeah. over the die thing we'll leave people yeah. wondering what the fuck is a die, and that's fine because i'll be left wondering as well we'll maybe work that out down i like can but-
1: obviously mention this basically with our the lazy slots there's 40 percent of our profits that are going to our DAO, DAO the 50 it's called and it basically combines 50 artists 50 new artists every single month and we own a temple which is basically a virtual exhibition that will hold all of these artworks online, and it's through a website called OnCyber. <laughs> so that's Jeez. yeah. So is this word. like
0: a digital ex- exhibition yes. with like fifty artists?
1: Yes. So Genesis. the
0: die die the fifty mm. will own forty percent of your NFT.
1: So we will be the reason why we're donating forty percent of our profits it's from donating. our. App,
0: they don't it's, own it.
1: They well forty percent will be transferred, yeah, of the profits if it's successful. Now, if it's sold out. Yeah. So 40% of the profits will go to that and basically what happens with that 40% like what we will do with that 40% is we will be a collector for a small a small artists. We will bid on the works. So we're basically putting that money back in there. We like we're not just taking it all for ourselves, you know. That just shows that we're in it for the long haul and there's so many mm-hmm. projects out there that aren't doing that. And I wouldn't nice. buy from them personally. So that's why we decided to do such a high amount. Like 14% is a lot considering there's 12 of us. Most projects I see there's like three people in it and they're only looking for short-term profits. So yeah, I think I think it's better this way to be able to to buy from small artists that haven't sold their very first piece. And that's what yeah. I really like doing because in 10 years time, they could be the most successful artists They'll always remember you as being their very first collector. That's something that's Exactly. Just, yeah. Mm.
0: It could be Banksy, it could be edge here and busking on the streets, you just don't know. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. So do you know what? I'm definitely getting set up on open sea, dropping a, a couple of leaf <laughs> go and going shopping. I honestly can't wait. Going shopping, um, a little bit. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I a mean, retail therapy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, look, Nev, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll wrap it up there. Um, do you have anything you want to plug before we leave? Uh, people, where people can find you, anything we've mentioned your project. If you want to mention the game, whatever you want to do, this is your your 30 seconds or a minute. Just go for it.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm really active on Twitter right now. Um, I'm not not I'm not so not so much seen on the likes of Instagram so much anymore because it doesn't really work out in the space of NFTs. Twitter is definitely the number one platform, and um, that you're going to find me on. That's that that I'm mainly active on. Um, I have um artwork on rareable and OpenSea. they're my two main platforms that i really do like the ux design is amazing so yeah you can check me out niamh
0: perfect well look Neve, it's an absolute pleasure chatting to you thank you so much for coming on and um yeah thank everyone go and do. check out Neve. and i hope you enjoyed this bonus episode if you did let us know on socials and um yeah
1: cheers john lovely talking to you
0: bye-bye I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Make sure you go and follow Neve on all social media and myself at one thirty-seven pm as well. Leave a review if you enjoyed the podcast and make sure to give us a bit of feedback because these bonus episodes will come a bit more thick and fast if that's what you're into. So if you enjoyed this, do let me know. And yeah, look, I look forward to chatting to you on Friday where I have another guest for the So Far So Rare podcast.